Middle of, middle of Sikha, Chafalaf, and we're discussing that the uh, Nachman was explaining to us what, what a Rosh Hashanah is supposed to look like. Nachman explained that a Rosh Hashanah is supposed to look like a person needs to be a Chacham. Right? We said that he continues and explains says what a Chacham is. Many of us would think that a Chacham means smart, you have to be intelligent, you have to think proper thoughts on Rosh Hashanah. Zakti Nachman, what does a Chacham mean? You should only think good thoughts. Now, what does it mean to think good thoughts? I should only, th- I should only think about mitzvahs and alaveris. I shouldn't think about any dvarim asurim. I shouldn't have any hurhurim ram. That's what we would technically think, right? That the whole Rosh Hashanah, we're battling our minds. Make sure you don't think about anything inappropriate, anything not, not, not. Makushet Rosh Hashanah. Make sure I should only have machshavas tovis. Zakti Nachman, that's not what I mean. You should be a chacham, means to think machshavas tovis. What machshavas tovis do I mean you should be thinking in Rosh Hashanah? She yitiv Hashem is baruch imanu. That the Baruch Hashem will do good with us. The whole Rosh Hashanah, you need to be in a positive mindset to be able to think constantly that the Rabbani Shem only wants to do good with us. And although we're at a, we're at a state, day of judgment, although there's a lot going on in Shemayim, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot that's t- taking place today that's going to you know, write, the, write the story of the whole year, Afal Peak, and a person needs to walk in with a confidence and be totally, totally confident that the Rabbani Shem is going to take care of him. The Rabbani Shem only wants to do the Like we mentioned last time, that the Torah writes, that's the reason, what, what, the reason why you get a haircut in Erev Hashanah is because we want to walk into the din properly with the knowledge that we're good, we're good, and, and, and it's a certain underlying feeling of simcha. Right, we mentioned last time that you know, people, people like to you know, talk a lot about Uman, and Uman is you know, tzaylulus, and, it, and it's a slatsanus, it's not what Rosh Hashanah is supposed to look like. Nachan tells us it is, and the Gemara tells us it is, the Torah writes it is. Rosh Hashanah is supposed to be a day with a simcha. Ain't simcha lebas of a yayin, there's a chiv of mishta, there's a chiv of bas of a yayin, and Rosh Hashanah, there's a chiv to enjoy Rosh Hashanah. Again, it has to be done in the proper context. It can't be done in a way of tzaylulus. It has to be done with the, with, the, with the seriousness of what the day is. But Afal Pikein, an underlying feeling of confidence and simcha, knowing we're going to get out. Knowing that the Rosh is only going to give us the greatest judgment, we need to have only those machshavas tovis. That's why he says the next thing he says is Aside from thinking positively, that's one aspect of it. Obviously, you know, trachut v'nzayngud. I want to think positively, but I also have to be besimcha. Which means if I walk around frowning the whole day, and I walk around crying the whole day, and I walk around, you know, with a, with a certain level of nervousness and anxiety the whole day, but in my head I'm thinking positively. So obviously, the positive thinking is not really doing much. Nachman says you need two things. You need to think positive. You need to know that I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be good. The Rabbanishim only wants to do good with me. As much as it's judgment and makatrigim and sitra achras and shafers and yetzaharas, as much as all that's true, the Rabbanishim only wants to do tayv with me. The only wants to do good with me. And then I have to actually be basimcha. Actually, I have to feel happy. I have to say, if my, my thoughts have to be, my moyach has to be shaylet over my lave. Like the Baltanya writes very often, that the, the brain has to over, override the, the lave. And my brain, the machshavas that I have in my heart, the machshavas I have in my brain allow my lave, my heart to really feel a, a deep sense of happiness, a deep sense of trust in the Rabbani Shalom. The Rabbani Shalom is going to take care of me. This is a day in which the Rabbani Shalom is writing me in the Sefer Sifrin Shal Tzadikim, the Sefer Shachayim, the Sefer of only Yeshuas and only Parnasa and only Ruchnias and Gashmis. Everything I need is all taking place today. The person walks in that way. So, Mel, like we said last time, the whole Rosh Hashanah is different. You walk in with a different attitude, and Mel, you walk out a different person also. Because when you walk into the judgment, not knowing if you're going to make it through or not, you come like a schlepper and you, you don't really have it. You don't really have the ability to be mamlach Hashem properly. You don't really have the ability to be able to get a proper tshuva on that which you've done wrong because you're coming in and you're dealing the whole time with all your anxiety and all your, he's never, he's never going to be masking. It's not going to work, right? A person walks in, you know, to get a raise in a company, right? So, you know, there, there are people that, that will coach you how to be able to ask your boss for a raise, right? Like his business consultant. So you, so you go to a guy and, and you walk into the thing and you're schlepping your feet and your suit's, you know, not, not in perfect condition and your shirt's a little dirty and you're like, you know, like, I know it's probably very uncomfortable and probably not something that you're capable of doing. And I know the company's going through a hard time and you're giving him all the reasons why he shouldn't give you a raise. 
but you know, it's very hard. If my family, you're not going to get the raise, right? No one's, no one's getting the raise. You walk into the confidence and you walk in with your suits, you know, freshly pressed and you walk in with a nice haircut. You walk in saying, listen, I know my value to the company. I know what I bring to the company and I know that you value me and you recognize what I'm doing in the company. I'm asking you for a raise. You, you walk in like a different person. You walk out a different person because you're walking in with the confidence of knowing that I'm going to get the raise. And you believe it and you have the simcha and really you get the raise. And same thing when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. And like we said last time, it means every day of the year. Rosh Hashanah is, is one day of the year where we get judged, but Chazal say we get judged every day on, on, on what's going to take place that day and what our attitude's going to be like that day. And, and it needs to be where and it takes a lot of chachma. That's, that's why it's an interesting word that he uses. I would say, okay, if I was writing this, I'd say, Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't say that. It says, you have to be very smart because there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges to, to thinking automatically, a person tries to think positive thoughts, there's, there's, there's a million things getting in the way from thinking positively. Person, you know, goes on a date and he wants to think like, you know, this girl is going to be the girl. Right away, every girl that he's ever dated that didn't work out, Pops into his head and reminds him why this is probably not going to work out. And he opens it, he's like, oh, I remember, yeah, this neighborhood, it never works out. And then this type of, and the thing she's, automatically, everything's pushing against you to not think positively. That's, that's the tab of the world, is that the Yetzirah, especially when we're trying to think positively in, in ways which is going to make a real difference to us, the Yetzirah is trying to stop us from doing that. And until we're able to say, we're going to be a Chacham, we're going to figure out Yetzirahs and ways to just think positively, to think Machshavas Toivis, that the Rosh only wants to do good with us. The Rosh is not standing on top of us with a stick, waiting, the Rosh waits with bated breath for Rosh Hashanah so he can feed us again, and give us Malkus again, and Dalabis' Bez, and the Rosh just wants to do more Toivas. And he says, I want you to have another Rosh Hashanah, so I can write you into a better, a better Sifrin Shalchaim than you were in last year, a better Sifrin Shalchaim I want to give you good. The Mamela person walks in with the confidence and the, and the happiness and the attitude that I know that I'm going to work, I work out properly. The Mamela, the Rosh gives him a kapar of Let's see he just writes. I'll read a little bit inside what he writes from, from, from you know, from, uh, from Lakut Alachas. He, he's talking about the Indian of, of the, the atzvas that sometimes comes when a person has a virus and a person, the Mamela walks into Rosh Hashanah and says, listen, I know that maybe last year I got rid of Sifat Shalchaim. I made it through the year and it was actually a pretty good year. But I also know all the things that I've done wrong over the year. And in Mela, there's no way in the world that the Muslim is going to write me in Sifrin Shal Tzaddikim this year. I'm not going to make it. I'm not, I'm not going to make it this year. A, person, a person's thinking about everything he's done wrong, right? A part, of the, a part of the thing that the, you know, the Swarm talk about very often is when you do a Rosh Hashanah, when you do Vidoy Rosh Hashanah, but in Kippur, when you do Vidoy, you end up having so many Machshavas Royce when you're doing Vidoy, because as you're doing a Shammah, you're like, oh, Dechet. And you start imagining the Chet, you start thinking about how Gishmak the Chet was, and you start replaying the Chet, and that itself is a Chet, right? Stop thinking about it. Shamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu, have Charata, and move on. If you get involved and, and sunk into that's obviously what the Yetzirah wants. He wants you to be saying it, but, but then being like, no, this Taka was pretty Gishmak. Like, I, Taka enjoyed it. Or, or you Pasha have Machshavas Royce, you know. When you're thinking about uh, that conversation you had, that thing that you, you looked at, so it's, it's just replaying in your head. So you're just caught up on the same thing again and again and again, and you never get out. And that's why a person has to be able to recognize, move on, move on, go fight there. Yeah, what happened, happened, but that doesn't mean the Rabbanu is not, not welcoming you in with open arms. It doesn't mean the Rabbanu is not interested in giving you a good year. The Rabbanu just wants to write you in, Sifrin Shal Tzadikim and Sifrin Shal Chaim, and it's up to you to decide that you want to be written in that proper book. That's what he writes. Afal pisha, afal pisha, bal tshuva, tzorich letzorich levchas harbel lefnei Hashem isbarach. We're not, we're not giving him, you know, a, you know, a blank, a blank check and saying, don't worry about it. You know, get out of jail free. You know, don't pass go. Everything's fine. You're good to go. You don't have to worry. You don't have to do any tshuva. Of course. Ulishper liba ma'ayit. Ma'ishikas of leiv nishper minitka lekim leksivza. Person needs to have charata. Person needs to regret that which they've done. Person needs to feel that afal pikein tzorich li is baki ba'alacha. Shlo yisrach echas v'shalom Hashem isbarach yoyshel yadeze. But if you're a virus and you're Tshuva on your Averis or your sadness over your Averis is only pulling you further away, so then nothing's happening. I heard, it, I heard, I heard a muscle, you know, uh, 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 muscle about this in Shalom Bias recently, which is mom, it's like, 
Islam is just an akudah. You know, somebody comes home from work, and I was listening to a shir recently, but he was talking about this, this is a classic example. Somebody comes home from work, and his wife starts complaining, right? She's complaining about whatever happened that day. And right away, the husband tries to like, you know, whatever, he tries to like fix up the issue, because that's what husbands try to do. And she gets more frustrated, because why I try to fix up the issue, I don't ask you to fix it up. I'm just asking you to commiserate with me. I'm just asking you to, to validate me, to just hear me out. I don't need you to fix it. It's not even fixable. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't get it. And it basically turns into this massive thing. And then he gets upset at her. And basically, at the end of the conversation, after seven or eight minutes, or however long it takes for them to get through this, he basically is mad at her that she wanted to complain and he's mad at her for complaining and I just came home and why are you throwing it? You know, you're throwing all of your problems at me as soon as I walk through the door, like why don't you leave me alone, give me like 10 minutes to relax. And, and basically she feels now attacked that she was just trying to get some validation for whatever she went through, which was difficult. And, and she now feels attacked and he's the attacker and like the whole tables have turned and now she's miserable and he's miserable and they both, you know what I mean, go to bed angry, right? That, that, that's, so what's happening? What's happening is very, very posh. The husband's coming home and she's complaining about something. Now the husband has a certain feeling of I'm supposed to take care of my wife. That's my job. That's my role. That's what I signed the ksuba. I made the kinin on the ksuba. That's what I said I was going to do when I asked her if she marry me. I, I have an achrayis. Now, when somebody who I have an achrayis on complains, when we do this, our children also. So I automatically feel like, not that I'm mama's guilty, but I feel a little bit like it's my fault. Like somebody that I love, that I care for, is having a difficult time. So it stares me, it bothers me. And my kid comes home from school and got bullied. So. It bothers me, first of all, because my kid, but it also bothers me because I feel like I'm responsible for it. So right away, what we do when we feel like we're responsible for the problem is we try to fix the problem, right? And instead of fixing the problem, so we just make the problem worse. And then she's like, I don't ask you to fix the problem. All I want is validation, because it's not your fault. Your role now as a husband is to just validate, understand, and do it, and that's how you fix the problem, by just validating and understanding. So we don't do that, and then we run into a vicious cycle where instead of helping, we only made the problem worse. So what's happening is, is we, the first feeling comes because we feel bad because we feel like we have responsibility and we want to help this woman who's our wife and we want to take care of her and she, uh, something, something went wrong. So the, the first step comes because we want, to do, we, want to, we, want to, you know, we want to be there for our spouses more than we were. We feel like she went through a difficult time and I feel like I'm responsible a little bit because you know, it's my wife and I want to make, take care of her. What ends up happening is we just are misrachic so much more because we want to help. If you don't know how to properly help, so then what ends up happening is that good intention that you had that I want to take care of this woman ends up just making her upset at you and you upset at her and just ends up, you know, getting into a spiral of, of negative conversation. So it, again, maybe that's a, 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 maybe a bit of a random muscle, but I, just, I was talking about this yesterday and I heard that yesterday, but, but it, this is mamish like what Nachman is saying. So you, you feel bad, right? And, and you did an Avera. Now you feel bad, which is good. You should feel bad. You should have charata. But now if your charata is causing you to get further away from Hashem, so then you're caught in a vicious cycle of, negative conversation with Hashem. Hashem, I feel bad. Okay, I feel so terrible about what I did. Uh, you're probably not even interested in me anymore. You, you want me to daven mincha after what I've done? You probably don't want it. Or I'm coming to Rosh Hashanah. Hashem, like, I, I, I would daven a good davening in Rosh Hashanah. I wake up early, but after everything I've been through throughout the year, you probably don't even care if I want to wake up early. And you probably don't even want me to come to Shur early. And if I sneak in the back door when you're not looking at 11 o'clock, I'm like, you'll be... You know, you'll be fine. And maybe like I'll, I could sneak in with somebody else and get like written in his book also. But like me, after everything I've done, so then we get further away from the Rabbi Hashem and then it ends up in a conversation where obviously the Rabbi is not angry at us. It's not, it's not the, you know, the same thing as the spouse, a husband and a wife. But because of our feelings of charata, we end up just getting further and further down in that spiral away from Hashem. Never, you know, what Rabbi Nachman is telling us is you have to know how to be able to deal with those feelings. You have a feeling, and that feeling is a valid feeling. It's a good feeling. You should feel charata after you do an Avera. Now, what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna let it get, let it get you caught up in a spiral of negative conversation where you're only merachik more from Hashem? Or on the contrary, you're gonna say, okay, I recognize the problem, I wanna fix the problem. What's the best and most valid way to be able to fix this problem? 
Coming back to the Rabbanu Shalom, Yachshem Achshavas Tevis. The Rabbanu wants to do good with you. He wants to write in Sifrin Shesadikim. He wants to give you a good year, and he wants to accept you with open arms. Just come back and apologize and and recognize what you've done wrong, and everything will be fine. But but if you can't do that, if you don't have enough, you know, enough uh, emotional capacity to be able to do that, so then. Hashem hates me, Hashem doesn't want me, Hashem's not interested, and he gets stuck in this vicious cycle. That's why he says a person needs to be so careful that they know how to deal with this, with this sugya. He comes to a new year, Rosh Hashanah, and you try to figure out there's a din taking place. Make sure that you understand what, what the goal is of the Rabbanu doing the din. What the, what the Rabbanu wants for you out of the year, and how the Rabbanu is looking at you after everything you've done. And that's what he says, This is the beginning of a Sari Tshuva, right? We forget that sometimes. This is Sari Tshuva, the beginning, the first day is Rosh Hashanah. He goes into this whole thing. He's talking about person needs to be besimcha. As the Pasuk says in Nechemiah, Go eat mashmanim. Don't be depressed. The love that Hashem has for us is Mu'asam. We'll talk next time. He talks about the Indian. The next, the next thing he says, Gam Tzarek Livches for Rosh Hashanah. So you have to be happy. You have to be Machshavah Stavis. It's the two first steps. And we'll talk about Shem tomorrow. But the Indian, if you also have to cry in Rosh Hashanah, with this Indian of, uh, of crying in Rosh Hashanah as well. And then Rosh Hashanah will talk about speaking in Rosh Hashanah as well. Shekayach.